0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 reads, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. "'Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us, as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate, when he had decided to release him. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One, and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses.' In his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that His Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaim these days. You are the sons of the prophets and the covenant that God has made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, In your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first to bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. For today's Negative Truth, we're going to focus in here on the healing of Peter and John, and specifically the words that they use in verse 6. And so Peter is speaking here, and he says, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so what we need to understand about this passage is the significance of him invoking the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In a biblical sense, when we talk about somebody's name, it's important that we understand that that name meant something in terms of the authority and the power that it possessed. And so when they speak about Jesus and they say, I'm doing this in his name, what they're doing is saying, I'm invoking the power and the authority of Jesus Christ to do this. When we look back at the healings that Luke recorded for us in Luke chapter 4, What we see is when he first cast out the demons here in Capernaum, the demon says, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Even in that situation, we see that Jesus of Nazareth is connected to this healing power. What he does is he speaks to that demon and he calls him to come out. In the same way, We have here Peter and John invoking the name of Jesus of Nazareth to show that they're doing this healing in the same power and the same authority to show that their ministry is now an extension of what Jesus had done. They're able to use his name and his authority and his power because they are his messengers, they are his envoys, his ambassadors that are continuing his work on earth. And so when they do these miraculous healings, it's a sign and a demonstration of the authority that they have from Jesus Christ to be enacting this power amongst them. And so that's going to be important for us to understand as we walk through the book of Acts, is that these people are now seemingly doing the things that Jesus was only able to do in the gospel times. But the power of the Holy Spirit and their ability to use Jesus's name as his ambassador and as his envoy or messenger that is going throughout the kingdom is important for us to grasp as we see that people are doing these miraculous things in God's name, much as the same way that the messengers in the Old Testament, or the prophets, were able to do signs and wonders at times to display that they were the people that God had chosen to give the message to the people. It showed that they were authentic and genuine, and what they said was as if it came off the words of the Lord himself. So it's important that we have that grasp as we're going to walk through a lot of different situations situations here in the book of Acts, where they act on behalf of Jesus and do these miraculous signs and wonders. For our question for today, I want us to focus in here on verse 24, where it says, And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaim these days, talking about the days in which The Messiah or the promised one will be raised up as like a prophet from amongst them so that they will listen to that person. And so when it speaks here of Samuel and the prophets, it's important to understand that it's not saying that the prophets prior to Samuel didn't say anything about this person. But it's important that Samuel is marked as the one who is going to be influential in proclaiming these days as he was the one who anointed David, who really showed the line of the Messiah and the prophecies that were given to him. Samuel spent a significant amount of his time prophesying or speaking about the kingdom of David. And much of what we see in David's kingdom was just a shadow of the fulfillment that would come when the true one of David or the Messiah would come and be able to bring about the fullness of the kingdom and the fullness of the promises that God was giving to David and his descendants. But all of those are tied back to the promises to Abraham and the promise that God gave to Adam in the garden during the time at which he was sending him out because of the fall of man. So all of those things are tied together. So when we read something here about this prophet and saying that everyone who is prophesied after him proclaims these days. It's not saying that there was none of that prophecy beforehand. It's not saying that it all began with Samuel. But Samuel here in this discourse this is singled out as an important person in an influential shift in what's taking place as he further developed and further gave us the true line that that would come from in the line from David. So maybe you had a question about that, wondering about, hey, why is it not including any of the prophecies that take place before that are through many different prophets, with Samuel being the one that's noted here? Maybe you had another question. As always, hopefully, you're studying the scriptures curiously. You're seeking to find a way in which you can grow in your understanding each time you read God's word, as it's a living book that reads us as we read it, and it changes our understanding as we grow in our maturity and understanding of what God is trying to do. So I pray that you would be able to do that today, and I pray that you also know that today you are loved.